Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everything is Better with Creators is proud to be part of the Adweek Podcast Network and the Acast Creator Network. What is the creator economy and why should you care? And what does it mean for the marketing industry? Are creators friends or foe to the big advertising agencies and holding companies? To help us understand the impact creators are having on the marketing industry, we're flipping the script and interviewing Adweek's very own chief content officer, Anne Marinovich. Anne is a marketing icon herself and has helped build content businesses for some of the most successful media companies out there. You know, like Forbes as an example. Welcome to this episode of Everything is Better with Creators. I'm Jamie Goodfriend, your guide to all things happening in the creator economy. Every week, myself or my colleagues, Emma Harmon or Ashley Rudder, will be hosting this podcast. So stick with us on this episode of Everything is Better with Creators. We'll ask Anne how Adweek is taking on the responsibility of educating brands about the creator economy, what it means for the industry, and where Anne thinks everything is headed. Get ready for this masterclass from a marketing master herself. Let's roll that intro. Everything is better with creators. The podcast that takes a deep dive into all things creator economy. Produced and presented by Whaler. Whaler, we power the creator economy. With your hosts, Ashley Rudder, Emma Harmon, Jamie Goodfriend, and Marco Batosi. Get to talk to Ann Marinovich, the Chief Content Officer for Adweek. This is the highlight of my entire month, I gotta say. Thanks for being with us, Ann. Thank you, Jamie. There is nothing better than talking about creators with you. So, uh, highlight of my, my year. <laughs> okay, well, we're gonna do a mind meld now. So, do you remember the first time you saw a TikTok? I don't know if I remember exactly the first time, and but I remember my nieces, who are teenagers, getting really, really excited about um, about it, and that's how I always know. They're my barometer of, I need to check something out. And therein lies what I think is driving a lot of marketing. We actually had a, a podcast with a Michelle Goad, who was formerly at Nike, and she says that teenage girls are running all of the product roadmaps for brands and marketing insights for brands, but we just don't know it because teenage girls rule the world. Uh, but I think that's where a lot of marketers are hearing about whatever is next and new. And it it's good because it's in their home environment, so they're seeing it, but I don't think it really is giving them the opportunity to understand the impact from a, a big picture. And isn't that what Adweek is trying to do? Not just TikTok, obviously, but overall the creator economy. It is. I think, you know, 
the creator economy and creators, I think, have the potential to have the biggest impact on the future of marketing as we know it. Uh, in There's so much conversation right now about metaverse and Web3, and, and those things will also play a, play a role, but I think creators are really the driving force of change right now, and we really see an opportunity and, and a responsibility even more than an opportunity at Adweek to help marketers truly understand what's going on um, in the creator economy. When we talk about creators, I think there's still a lot of gray area for a lot of people. And there's this kind of WTF, I don't exactly know what it, what, what creators, be, like what it means when you talk about creators and influencer marketing. So we really think there's a, an opportunity to help educate the entire marketing ecosystem around how important this is and why the smart brands really need to not just be thinking about how to work with creators, but how to build an always-on strategy with, with creators. When we talk about sort of the shift to creators and this, there's a lot of hype about what you just said, which I believe, but some brands and a lot of marketers and a lot of agencies still feel like the creator economy or influencers is a fad, it's a tactic, it's not a real strategy. We call it, we always talk to brands and we say, creators are, media is always evolving and creators are just the next form of media. What do you think is keeping, I, I wanna kinda go back to your, you saw it from your nieces, do, do you think that the senior executives that you guys talk to day in, day out with your reporters and your team, do you think they're actually on these platforms or do you think that they are relying on their teams or their kids to keep them abreast. Do you think they're doing their own research? I'm sure they're, I'm sure it's a combination. Did I, I put you in a bad that, spot that there? Is, that is like, ooh, do I call people out? I mean, don't have to say anybody individual, but no, I, I, but I, I, think I, it's I do a think, I do think that's a challenge. And look, I think this has been a historical challenge, right? When any sort of new media technology has come about, you know, over the course of the last 20 years, right? I mean, we saw this in the in the evolution of print to digital. We saw this in the evolution of digital to social. And it is very, I think, very hard for people who are entrenched in, uh, you know, in whatever the status quo format is to really, you know, firsthand start adopting the new thing. It takes a while. And so I think that's what is happening now and I, and I do think that it is that you know what is happening now with creators is exactly what has happened with digital with social and and I and most times right it is younger people within a marketing organization that are that are bringing the you know senior executives in that organization along for the ride Although not Todd Kaplan, who I'm I fangirl about because he's got his bold steps. He's the CMO of Pepsi, and I've I, I call him out because I I'm just obsessed with how brave he's been, and but I but I do think that there is a bit of a black hole that people seem to forget. There's that great phrase like know your history or be doomed to repeat it, and historically in media, every generation or so there are one or two or multiple disruptions. So it was silent movies to talkies and then it was TV and then ra you know, radio got displaced by TV 
and TV got displaced by streaming and music got displaced from record stores. There's no more, really, there's no more Tower Records. So this is not new. And I find it fascinating that people are not looking at history to say, wait a second, I do need to learn the fundamentals of it. And I wonder if it's because there's such short-termism in corporate America right now, stock prices, quarterly earnings, that there's risk uh, avoidance as opposed to being able to experiment. And that's a, that's a big thing. It's like, and I know some brands have a 20% experimental budget, but are we at the experimental stage still? I'm going to go back for a second. I don't think that it's any different than it was before. Like, I don't think that what's happening now with the adoption of creators is any different than the adoption of print to digital. I mean, I started off my career in print, in magazines. That's why I got into marketing was I, I loved magazines. And I remember in the early 2000s with the switch and the rise of digital and having for years go in and explain to brands why they should be moving more of their spend into digital and that digital was actually an effective form of, uh, of branding, right? For so long, digital was thought of as just this lower funnel tactic. And so I don't think what's happening now with creators is any different. I think all of these things took a long time to adopt. And, and so I do think, I would say, I don't, you know, again, I mean, I think the smart brands you mentioned, Todd, and there's so, and Pepsi, there's so many brands who really understand working with creators and, and they're doing it unbelievably well. But I think if you are if you haven't started, exper like start experimenting, right? Get started. You got to do something, right? And but I if if you're a brand and you're not paying attention to what's going on um, with creators and the creator economy, you're going to be left behind. Just like you know, you can look at brands that that happened with in in history of these you know moments where where they were too late to evolve. I like to say a lot. It's an, old, it's an old quote, but evolve or die. Right. Well, okay, so then let's go to the, for the maybe 2% of brands that are not even on the, on the path to learning. I think it's a bigger percentage, but okay. Uh, there's a huge gap in knowledge, and there's a lack of, there's no creator economy for dummies. There's no class. There's no way for... Anybody, there's no rule book, and, and, and a lot of the platforms say this. Uh, there's no rule book other than you have to experiment. So for brands that are maybe more risk averse, uh, getting educated, I think, is good for everybody because it will extend and, uh, and accelerate the learning process. But are you seeing this with your, your clients and the brands you speak to, that some are viewing the creator economy as one type of product Others are looking at it like affiliate marketing. Others are still looking at it like influencer marketing. That's, that's the part that's interesting because there's such a disparity of understanding. And I know Adweek is trying to step in and be that education driver because you're neutral. You're not selling anything. Yeah, there is. I mean, there is such lack of clarity around 
around what what even when you say creators, what what you mean, right? I think there's such a different level of understanding, and and even as an industry, I think we that there's an opportunity and I think a rallying point for the industry in terms of defining what what these terms are, right? When we when we use the term influencer marketing, what do we mean? When we use the term creator, what do we mean? So, and again, I don't mean to keep going back to the past, but I remember when we were doing this for digital and we actually had, you know, there was a committee of people with the IAB who had to define what an impression meant and what the vocabulary that needed to be used in digital. So I think there is an opportunity in the industry that we need to create some standardization around vocabulary um, so that everyone is, is starting to, to use the same terms. Um, and we see this as a, as a huge opportunity at Adweek. Um, we really, we have a new mission, um, and our, our mission of our company is to inspire, connect, and guide the global marketing community to navigate the future. And, mm. oh, and you used one of my favorite words in there. You used the word community. I love it. Yes, and, and it is about this, you know, we really want to be a resource for the marketing community to help them understand not the history, right? You have to learn from history, but what's happening next? And obviously, I think so much of the future is creators. So we are going to be doing a lot more in terms of expanding both our coverage of the creator economy. We already we already do it a lot. We already have a, so many incredible conversations and bringing people together to talk about these topics. Um, but diving in more to education, research, mentorship programs um, to really help fill this white space um, to you know make all of this help just help people give clarity of what does this all mean my provocative question would be why aren't the agencies doing that but i think that that is an existential question that i won't put you on the spot you can choose to answer or not our theory is that for m many of the agencies, it's it's more of a, an existential threat than an opportunity. But I have heard some really great point of views from people who are very senior in the holding companies about it changes the role of an agency to be a global curator to manage the orchestration of these campaigns on a global basis to ensure consistency and strategy. But the other piece of the creator economy that is one of those topics that has a broad range of understanding is measurement. And I am particularly focused, we are at Whaler, on helping people learn that the me media is always evolving and creators are just the next form of media. And so you measure creators the same way you measure anything else. It's not that complicated. It is complicated, obviously, because Creators are not in any models. There's no MMM models that are at the moment, and we're all working toward that. But measurement is the currency. Measurement is how you get budget. Measurement is how you learn to drive effectiveness. What are you hearing in your travels around the marketing universe about measurement? So regarding agencies. You're, you're going to go there? I think that... This is not specific to agencies. I think this is, in general, just figuring out how to, how to put working with creators into a marketing budget and plan, right? I think there's that, like, figuring out how to 
how to calculate and measure, right? Like, how do you build that into your marketing mix? And I think there's an, there, that I, I think a lot of people are trying to figure that out, um, is, is how do you, how do you build that into a marketing plan? When you say build that in, when you're doing your budgeting exactly. process. When you're yes. doing your budgeting process, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I don't know, right? How, you know, our creators, this is actually a question for you, Jamie, like, Right now, are, do you think that brands are actually putting creators as a line item into, into their budget? You're listening to Everything is Better with Creators Podcast. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's my dream. I will tell you where we are seeing it. Beauty brands, because they are OG. That category knows that's how they sell product. And so in the beauty category, it is a line item for many companies. And especially if you're dealing with uh, Walmart, Walmart typically now asks the, their partners, what's your TikTok strategy? What's your creator strategy? And so that has been a very interesting conversation. And I've heard, of, I, I've, when I was on the brand side, our CFO or our CEO would come to us and say, well, what is our strategy? And I am hearing from a lot of our clients that they need to be able to present what it means. But the, what the CFO is looking for is, this is what I'm going to spend and this is the ROI. And that is part of the challenge because in the same way as how do you measure if somebody's buying a movie ticket? How do you measure if you're selling CPG products and you don't have the first party data? How do you know? So there are some interesting ways to do that, but it's just like you'd measure any of your other media. And I think that the, the Amazon of it all now is that they're doing a lot of beta testing on creators and what kind of program will drive sales. They're building, uh, this is not a secret, I think this is the worst kept secret in the, they're, they're, they've got their own creator marketplace. They're testing out a new form of affiliate marketing, which is, they call it creator marketing. I think it still feels affiliate marketing. Uh, they are getting more into live shopping and getting creators who are typically short form creators building one hour sessions, one hour shows, which is going to be an interesting thing. So we're putting a lot of talent into that category that are currently right now in the chef and cooking space because I think it's a little bit easier to learn. But I do believe that this is this is the next level of conversation. And what I'm hoping for is like a, an activist investor, like a Dan Loeb or somebody will say, where is your creator budget? Where, what are you doing? Now, the flip side of that, and I do want to point this out because it's an important thing. Creators are entrepreneurs. They are not a commodity. And the fear that we do have is that the equal pay aspect, because they are less expensive than hiring an entire agency to do your Instagram content. And there are a lot of advantages to it, but it is not meant to be a commoditized, let's have them work as cheaply as possible because procurement 
is going to view them as an agency. And I, I look at sort of the CIAs or the UTAs or the WMEs of the world, nobody goes to talent and expects to pay you know, one-tenth of the value. So they're talent, and you never, ever, ever fail when you invest in talent. I mean, I want to go back, back to the measurement question and, and conversation a little bit. And, and you and I, I mean, we've been in the room together and we've heard this. I think, and you make an interesting point around creators should be measured in the same way. However, it feels like there's a clash with creators and with brands in, in what, in, like in agreeing upon um, what those, like what the KPIs and measurement should be, right? It, it feels like, and, and you talk to creators a lot more than I do, but it feels like creators are almost calling for a different type of measurement. They want some freedom to be able to, you know, be, you know, connect to their communities, to have that self-expression. And so, you know, do you think that they're, do you think, you're saying that the measurement is, should be the same, do you, but do you feel like everyone is coming together around that? Here's where I think the opportunity is. It's hard to measure something when the horse has already left the barn. You have to start up front. So our president of, of measurement analytics, um, Gazalushi, is really smart about this, and he tries to keep it really simple. You have to have a learning agenda up front. What do you want to learn? Do you want to learn if it's uh, awareness? Is it generating awareness? Well, how do you generally measure awareness? That's what you measure. Are you trying to measure conversion? Is it lower funnel? Same thing. How would you measure that? What tags are you putting on? That is the way that you can look at the creator economy as, an, as analogous to media. Uh, there are brand list studies. There are match market testing. You can, you can look at it in all those ways. But you have to start up front. And it's not really the creator that is having the clash. I think it's internally at the agency there. And I'm, I get to, it's great, because I'm on the, I, on the not brand side anymore. Um, we hear people, it depends if the creator part of the business is being managed by the PR team, then that tends to lead to an EMV, an earned media value measurement, which is not really an accurate measurement. In fact, even the ANA came out in their guidelines recently and said EMV is not a thing. So EMV is not a thing. It's, it's not how you measure an impact. Is it the conversion is the conversion. You have to set it up so that it's is it clicks to the is it people going on and signing up for something on your website. It's all the standard measurement, and so where the creators, it's not about measurement for them. It's about being fairly paid. It's about being able to be accountable to their audiences and their communities, not reading a script because they're not actors, right. and if you hire a creator, they are a creative director. A lot of them actually probably would have normally gone to work at an agency or at a brand, but they're entrepreneurial and they know the platforms. They know them better than any of us ever will because they're, that's their job. And they're on looking at everything eight, nine hours a day. And if you hire a creator based on something that you saw that you liked, don't make them not do that. We had a, a creator uh, recently, um, who Melissa, Melissa to we had a creator recently, Melissa Tovar, who's so brilliant, 
and she is a skincare guru. She knows everything about it. And she did a campaign for Neutrogena. Neutrogena gave her a script, and she did it happily, and they were great to work with. So this is not against Neutrogena, but the, the whole team, a committee, wanted her to follow this script. So she did it, and she posted the video, and it did okay. It did fine. She was using Neutrogena sunscreen, and she was talking about it organically, and her tip was, when you're parking your car, don't forget this is a great time to reapply your sunscreen. And it blew up. It went viral. People were damning her and checking in and wanted to know how often she applied it, what SPF she was using. And we have actually have spoken to Neutrogena about that, and it's part of this evolution. And, and they're terrific. Like Actually, they're really learning and, and taking all this information in. And that's a long way of saying we are on the beginning stages of this journey, and if you aren't in the journey or on the journey right now, you're not learning those lessons. So now Neutrogena has that lesson. Right. It was her authentic voice mm -hmm. that sparked the, the, the moment of magic, right? That like, and, and that's what communities in her community, right, wants to connect with. They want to connect with her. It's why she has the following that she has. So being able, I think, you know, brands have to give creators that runway to be able to make sure that they're still being who they are and, and connecting to their community in the way that their community expects them to and wants them to. And I think that, you know, that is a, a mental shift for brands to that, you know, who are, you know, used to storyboarding it all out writing the script and then they have to, you know, they have to, you know, they're, they're giving up control of, of that full message. But it's, see, it's not a black and white world. So this is the, the, another urban, it's kind of like we could do creator economy myths for 500 please. So we'll, there's a new game, creator economy myths. So when a brand hears this kind of a message, oh my God, I'm not gonna give up all creative control, well, obviously, you get to approve it, you get to give them a brief and say, here are the things that are important to this message, and the creators are not gonna go crazy and not hit any of those points because they're businesses. They want a brand to feel comfortable with them. Where I think this actually simplifies is when a brand invests in a longer-term relationship versus a transactional relationship with a creator, those lessons become just like you're briefing anybody that you're working with. and you get to know each other and get to know what works best together as partners. The other really sophisticated thing that brands are starting to do is to look at a creator as a 360 strategy. And what do I mean by that? The creator can post the content on their organic channels, great. The creator can take that content and the brand can then use it on their own channels. But the smart brands are also working with the creators early on, way up, the, the food chain so that they are advising on strategy because they are the audience that the brand wants to reach. So brands that are opening up, bringing creators in early, advising them, they are, they're like cultural diplomats. So if you want entree into the community that the creator represents, listen to the creators. It's like having a focus group on steroids. I, that's such a great point, and I, I think it's something that I frequently, when I talk to marketers, 
um, tell them is, is I think one of the best practices of working with creators and that's building relationships with creators way before you even have a campaign in mind or a brief, but being able to, to develop and build those relationships so that you know, and you, you know, for whatever might be coming, you, you create that, again, that authentic connection. And then going back to measurement, then you have a body of work. You have goals, the creator understands, you work together along the way, and you have benchmarks. And there are industry benchmarks, but then you have your own benchmark, which you own. That's your IP. That is your knowledge that you can then evaluate and evolve. And I think it's, you know, back in the days of email marketing, you only knew what you knew because of what you were doing. You've got industry benchmarks, so I, I kind of think it's there is a little bit of a similarity to, to CRM. Because you're personalizing messages at scale, you're figuring out what works, there's a nurture campaign, there's a conversion campaign. So again, as you said, nothing's new. It's just how you apply it. The other incredible benefit, and I cannot stress this enough, is the DE&I opportunity. We're all better when we have different voices in the room, different voices that are resonating, different stories that we're telling. That's not new, there's, a, there's hardcore data, it's the right thing to do, it's the world we're living in. Creators enable a brand to really focus on certain communities that they might not have an opportunity to speak to directly and safely because they're gonna be invited in. And if you are trying to reach a certain audience, there's intersectionality that gets tapped into with creators as well. So you might be trying to develop a campaign for Hispanic Heritage Month which we don't advise that, that you only do it for the month. That's also old school thinking. But you might be trying to reach Hispanic women. Great. But you might also um, not know that the creators that you're working with, uh, one might be a breast cancer survivor. One might be somebody that's a, a really into travel. And you've got all of these different dimensions that then atomize and allow them to be accountable and genuine with a variety of communities that for a brand, they can't possibly identify in real time and afford to, to reach because it's an a la carte world. I love, I love that creators give brands the opportunity to tap into communities like what you're talking about and get insight and feedback from that community that they might not ever normally get to understand the trends, the topics, and it allows that brand to be more relevant to, to the audience that they're trying to reach. And I think that's one of the things, if not probably, you know, the biggest thing to me about why creators are, are what I truly believe the future of marketing. Because I think today people want more connection with one another. They want to feel seen, understood, heard, we all want to be part of a community, and creators allow brands to integrate into those communities um, in a way that brands have really never been able to do, in my opinion, before. No, not at scale. I love when I, those words coming out of your brilliant person is so, gr is so great to hear. I, I love this because that means that we're starting to be able to have more people be able to talk about this. But I, I will make a point. I'm not saying TV is dead and you can only have one or the other. 
They, it's like uh, Hershey's and chocolate, right? It, they're better together. If you do all of it, you do connected TV with creators, they play a different role, they have a different purpose, but together they're part of a, an integrated campaign that is so incredibly powerful. That is the, that, that to me is the future. And you, you have to try it, it's, you have to try it. It's all about storytelling, right? It all comes back to storytelling and storytelling can come in a lot of different formats. And I totally agree, you know, and by no means suggesting people, you know, we shouldn't be on TV and digital, but it is all, it ultimately connects to uh, marketers today are storytellers and how they tap into other storytellers um, to, to get their brand message out um, through all different formats. I, I, I could not agree more. Okay, we're gonna wrap this up. I have, I have a couple more questions for you. I'm gonna put you on the spot here, not like I haven't already done this. What's the last thing that you've uh, purchased either on TikTok or Instagram? Oh, the last thing I've purchased. Um, so uh, I don't remember exactly the specific last thing, but I have um, a really, really cute eight-month-old golden retriever puppy. And um, I have pretty much everything I have bought from for her has uh, been something that I have seen um, on social. Um, and probably, not the most recent, but my favorite, like the thing I didn't know I needed was the cutest little dog tag that looks like a daisy. See, there you go, things you never knew you needed. All right, here's our speed round. Swim, sail, sink. Swim, sail, sink. Um, swim, I would say we are beginning to really see some traction around brands working with creators. That that is, you know, definitely just in the last few months, I think more and more people getting on board. Sale is the conversation around creators. So everyone is talking about creators, um, but I don't think everyone is actually working with them. So that's why I think we're still swimming when it comes to actually working with them. We're sailing around how much we're actually talking about them. And I love that the, the conversation has increased and I feel like every couple of months, it feels like we've just made really, really significant steps in, in the dialogue around um, the importance of the creator economy, the importance of diverse voices within the creator economy. Um, so I think we're sailing about talking about it, but we have some, some opportunity to, to actually start practicing it more. And sync, sync, what are we syncing on? I think we're syncing on silos. And I think the other big thing that I've been hearing a lot about is, is people wanna break down silos. I think marketing organizations, um, marketing strategies, um, there's been a lot of silos, um, and now I think you know there's this this kind of rise of the the full-brained marketer, which could be a whole other conversation. But that like it all, you have to think about all of it. So you have to think about creators, you have to think about CTV. It all has to be in one um, one holistic um, strategy. And so I think silos silos are sinking. Oh, I love that. That's what a great way to end. Don't silo. Find your people. Find your people and find your community. That's right. Well, you're, I, I'm part of the Adweek community. I feel very honored.
and you're leading the charge. Well, I feel I feel very lucky to be part of the whaler community and the creator economy community, and and I truly believe that it is as a larger community that we are going to to build the future of marketing, and and creators are going to be a, a huge part of that. We hope you've enjoyed what you've heard, and will come along with us as we navigate this journey to the promised land of the creator economy. Everything is Better with Creators is proud to be part of the Adweek Podcast Network and the Acast Creator Network. Make sure to subscribe or follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you like to listen to audio. And of course, we'd love a rating and review if you get the opportunity. Special thanks to Ann Marinovich for joining us. Make sure to check out more from Whaler and all things at the intersection of talent networks, brand partnerships, technology, and creativity at whaler.com. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. For Everything is Better with Creators, I'm Jamie Goodfriend. We'll catch you next time. Everything is Better with Creators is produced by Whaler. Whaler, we power the creator economy. Learn more at whaler.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.